Hi, welcome to this episode of Real Impact. I remain your regular host, Chikalam Adele, and tonight we have a special guest, Oladimeji Obitimehim, who is an HR practitioner, and he is the CEO of the Truly Human Startup Academy. He's an author and a fun-loving guy. He is someone that is so passionate about leadership. He's someone that is so passionate about uh, doing things the right way. He's someone that is so passionate about starting up the right way. And he is also very much passionate about organizational leadership and impacting on your employees. And today, we have him talk about the truly human leadership concept in organizations. And just listen and enjoy every bit of the session. Hello, good evening. Yeah, good evening. Yeah, welcome to Real Impact. Real Impact okay. is a podcast that deals with and communication and corporate matters that affect both Nigeria and the world as a whole. Oh, so I'd like to welcome you. Mr. Oladimeji Oluwa, I can't remember, I can't really pronounce the, the other name very well, but I think I'll just speak with Oladimeji. Oh, okay. All right, Ola, today we are going to be discussing a very important subject, something I know is, uh, is very, it's going to be very impactful to uh, listeners wherever they are in the world. And that's going to be on uh, truly human leadership. And the truly human concept is one that I have become rather passionate about the last couple of weeks, following your posts on LinkedIn. In fact, I had to follow your um, value givers. I had to subscribe to your daily uh, publications on value givers. And they are quite, quite inspiring interesting and they are very very much intriguing and it's one that i don't think anybody should ignore at all and uh, it has really triggered my interest more in uh, human resources i have been actually passionate about human resources for a very long time i have done a little practice on human resources i still do human resources as uh, as a uh, uh, as part of my as part of my jobs but then when i when i read your publications i get even more inspired and I see even I see I see reasons why I should go even deeper into human resources. So Ola, I'd like to say a very big welcome to Real Impact once again, even as we get to talk about about. So for the listeners, uh, Ola Dimeji is uh, is a human resource practitioner. He is truly passionate about. Um, truly human 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 concept of lifestyle and in fact he is starting up an academy in february that is going to be online and it is titled the human the truly human startup academy i can't wait to really be a part of that academy or ladinaji i know i'm going to be i'm going to enjoy it and every other person is going to enjoy it oh great so let's uh, let's talk Ola, please tell us a little bit about uh, the truly human concept. 
a few years back, I wrote uh, a book. I call it uh, Business Unusual. And uh, in that particular book, I talked about the greatest gift of an employee to an employer, the greatest gift of an employer to an employee, and so on. So I mailed those particular books out. Uh, I didn't actually get any reply. Then I wrote another one I called The Value Giver. I sent that particular book out. You know, I have uh, this concept of Yes, less focus on the human. But then, after I send the value giver out to many CEOs, one particular CEO sent me a text message, and that is Bob Chapman. So there we started discussing about truly human leadership and so on. And I began to see that what I actually have in my heart resonated with what he is saying. He is practicing it, but I've actually had this concept for long inside of me. But unfortunately, in this part of the world, we don't actually see employees as humans. We, we see them as a means to an end. So we started discussing, we kept discussing. I kept sending him emails, sending text messages, asking questions and uh, getting to understand what is actually the root of everything. And when I did, I was looking at, okay, back. how do I give back to him? So that's when I wrote um, Truly Human Leadership, was the first book. In that particular book, it was a story in a form of a story. And he was the mentor that was mentoring business people on leadership. Then I wrote Truly Human Employee, he was also the mentor, mentoring an employee. I also wrote Truly Human Company. Now he was mentoring someone that wanted to start a particular business. So I did that so that the whole world can actually know that, see, this message came from him. And I sent those particular books to about 25 nations uh, to CEOs in 25 different nations so that they can actually get to know that Bob Chapman is the one that have the message. All I'm trying to do is to help out. Mm. Mm. That, that's, that's really very inspiring. And uh, after you mentioned Bob Chapman to me yesterday, I had to just go online to check him up. I looked him up on LinkedIn and I was in, my, in the course of my research, I dumbled into one of his videos on truly human leadership, the one I shared on LinkedIn earlier, earlier in the day. I think I would recommend that to all of my listeners to go and check out Bob Chapman's Truly Human Leadership. That's, that particular uh, video on YouTube is really very inspiring. It, change, it changes one's perspective about humans because I think, especially here in Nigeria, they see human beings as machines. <laughs> yeah. They see human beings as machines that you can pick up today and discard them the next day. And forgetting that these are human beings, they've got emotions, they've got, uh, they've got families, they've got issues to deal with and all of that. And on top of that, 
you need them to be at their uh, at their prime or at their optimum productivity in order for them to yield results for you in your organization so um your post today your publication today i really yeah. liked it who are you becoming what inspired yeah. that publication who are you becoming yeah it was actually my story uh when i graduated from the university um i happened to get a job in a computer business center and uh, the woman made me the manager of that particular place and um of course if i tell you how much she was paying me you may look at it as the graduate abuse <laughs> yeah that was, that was the year 2000 she was oh, actually okay. me, yeah she was paying me 500 naira interesting <laughs> yeah uh, as the manager of that particular place then uh, there is a certain guy he, he he didn't really have a degree you get me he he doesn't even have all he had is all this diploma roadside diploma in uh, graphic design yeah yeah but he was collecting 14 times more than what i was collecting you know mm. i i was supposed to get angry at him or get angry at her but then i sat down to ask what why will this guy be 14 times more valuable than i am then i found out that he is actually the rainmaker that is he is the one that brings him more money to that particular company so he and mm-hmm. my own was just to come and sit down look at whatever is happening and whatever i'm told to do i do it so from then on when i take this particular 500 i began to invest in myself so it was no longer what is it i want to end do i want to end the 14000 no uh, 14 times more i i needed to be a 14 times more person yeah you get me not just uh end that particular amount of money i have a degree but i have not become valuable to the marketplace i was mm-hmm. just i just have a paper you get me just like most nigerian graduates they feel that because they have a degree they are actually on top of the world but the thing is this you are not valuable there's no to to the marketplace you're not valuable so i wasn't so that was why she was paying me that so i was i now used that particular 500 naira every month she get paid me that amount the first thing i do is i remove the tithe from that particular amount which is 15 naira then i mm-hmm. take the 450 and i go straight to a bookstore and i started buying book there's a particular book i bought on career and that book actually exposed me told me a lot of things by the time i have i began to implement some of those things i've learned i remember my first gift of a dollar was actually given to me when i was serving mm. yeah so my focus have always been who should i become you you get me because most people are busy trying to pursue goals most especially this is january oh i need to be i need to achieve this i need to achieve that 
at the end of the day, most of them don't achieve it. Mm-hmm. The focus on who should I be? If you get to a place you're looking for a job, don't ask how much are they going to pay me. The most important question to ask is, who will it, will they help me become? Because if you live there today, you're not going to leave that particular place with your salary. You get me? You leave the salary behind. But you're going to leave that particular workplace with the person you are. Yeah, that's true. God helps you if you've not become the kind of person that produces value that is equal to the amount you are receiving. You you get me? That's why uh, there are people that say the salary is uh, is a bribe so that people forget their dreams i don't see it that way i see the salary as a seed you get me that your employer gives you so that you can build your value Mm. so that by the time you build your value 10 years from now if you start from earlier on with this understanding 10 years after you should not be dependent on your salary. But if you are dependent on your salary, I call such people economic slaves. Oh, cool. And we have a lot of people. Ten years after you started work, you are depending on your salary. Then what did you do? Let's assume somebody collected 100,000 naira a month. You get me? In one year, you collect 1.2 million. Yeah. Now, in five years, you've collected like uh, that. That is about six million. Now, six million is a seed for you to actually build whatever kind of life you want to build. You, you get me. But because yes. we are, we are. You know, in that particular article, I talk about economic slavery, economic yes. child. Now, the economic child is someone that when you know when you look at a child the moment money comes into a child's hand what does it buy sweet things mm-hmm. it doesn't care about the future just buy i don't need to save anything let me blow the money so the person buy a car the person buy um, good clothes everything about him changes yeah, you get me things that will not actually bring him money back in return they will increase his value because he's in economic childhood. You get me? So he behaves like a child. So, but when he begins to mature and becomes an adult, what he now does is he begins to look at, see, I need to get to a point where I don't depend on this. So his focus now becomes, who do I become 10 years from now so that I don't depend on this particular salary. Wow, wow. So, so the truly human leadership is value centered. Yes, it is. It, no, the truly human leadership is human centered. Is human centered? Okay. Yes, human centered. You get me. So, but the thing is that human humans create value. Okay. Do you get me? If yeah. if you are a human, you look for ways to actually make things better because um, we have what is called human potential, 
we have human ingenuity. Now, our ingenuity makes everything better. So, but if we lost touch with our humanity, then we no longer make things better. We begin to use things and destroy, use things to destroy lives of them. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. the point. And if you look at, um, uh, let's take for instance, the normal kind of leadership we have in companies. Now you see, those particular leadership, they don't even, most uh, leaders don't even care what happened to that particular person at home. So the person is treated in the office, uh, is treated as a function. As a function simply means if he's an accountant, he's treated as an accountant. Nobody cares whether he's actually uh, is a human being. You uh-huh. get me? They just look at that particular office, the job description, and it's treated like that. You uh-huh. get me? So at the end of the day, nobody cares how he goes home. He may be stressed. Yeah. You get me? Nobody cares. But you you take that particular man. He's not treated well in the workplace. He's not happy. He's not uh-huh. fulfilled. You, you get me? Then this same person goes home. How do you think he's going to treat his family? Uh-huh. The same way he is treated. Yeah. You get me? The same way he is treated. Because the way we treat, Bob Chapman will say, the way we treat the people we are privileged to lead impacts the way they live. Yeah. You, you, you get me? So this mm-hmm. same person goes back home and actually begins to maltreat his spouse and maltreat his children. Then the children no longer have a father figure at home. They have somebody that comes home and begins to shout at them and begin to... It doesn't empathize with them. It doesn't see the good that they do. Then you see a cycle is being created. The children are not happy. Mm. The children may be happy before he gets home, but the moment he gets home, the lion of the tribe of Judah is at home. Hello. So everybody afraid. Everybody run to places where they don't want anybody to see them. So it is important we understand that the decisions we make, the way we treat people in the workplace, actually impact them. Uh, in the book, Truly Human Leadership, I talked about uh, people firing people so easily. I said, okay, see, you fire somebody that is a breadwinner at home. And then he gets back home. He's a breadwinner. He's the only source of income. And everybody depends on him. Then he goes home. He doesn't have any money. Now, his self-esteem is actually dealt with. Low, reduced. Yeah. You, you get me. So he gets home. No money. Then this same, his own children may be looking for money to take care of themselves. So they enter into vices. They pick up vices. And these same vices they pick up may end up affecting that same man that fired the father. Yeah, that's true. You get me. So most times, if it is for you get me, the performance of that person is not up to par 
in that particular workplace. You don't fire the person. You get to know what is it the person loves doing. And then fix that person in a place where the person loves working. You may have fixed a person in a place where the person doesn't love. And if we love something, we, we actually go the extra mile to ensure that we give value to it. So those are okay. some of the big, big challenges in leadership because what we have in the workplace right now is not actually leadership. People just occupy position and they are called leaders. But the operating system that works inside of them is the operating system of management. And again, okay. like Bob Chapman will say, that management is simply the the manipulation of people for someone else gain. That is, you use people for the success of other people. Wouldn't you also say leadership is about the same thing? No, no, leadership is not. Truly human leadership is actually the focus on the success of the person. The person that gets involved it's it's just like this. Um, if you look at the diagram of the truly human business model, you actually see that the culture part of it, you know, management decides that, okay, if you want to build a culture for an organization, you need to determine uh, values. Uh-huh. These are certain values, okay. Then these are certain behaviors we need now that is the management uh, aspect of uh, the way management defines culture, which is the way almost every other person has taken it. You, you get me? Okay. You need to have a value system, then you need to have a behavior. So you employ people that are have culture fit. There's a fit with your culture. Those are the people you employ. You, you get me? So you bring them in. Their behaviors are controlled by you. You expect them to behave this way, that way, that way. But you see, in a truly human leadership concept, when you look at the culture, the culture is not about values. The culture is not about behavior. Because if you say that this is the way you want someone to behave, what if that's not the way the person behaves at home? So which means the person is actually living a dual kind of life. Yeah, in life. another one in the office. And what would that lead to? It will lead to stress and burnout because that is not who the person is. So you need people to be who they are. That is what truly human leadership does. So what you do is this, you make a promise to people and just create the environment that allow them to identify their gifts unleash their potential and ingenuity you get me you don't say this is how you behave you allow them to be themselves but just create the environment that allows them to perform the best they can do okay okay so uh, yes because the potential of those people is actually determines the potential of the company Mm, that's 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 true yeah, what management so, normally does. Okay, go. Yeah, Actual so question. let me let me quickly ask here. How 
does an organization that is already result-oriented, target-oriented. Their focus is to hit a particular target at the end of every month. They, they, are, they, are, they expect to exceed a certain amount at the end of every quarter. And this has been their culture. This has been their tradition for years. And it hasn't really been, perhaps it's been yielding them the kind of results they want. How can they, how, how can they move from being a result-oriented organization to a truly human leadership organization? Now, when you look at those particular organizations that are result-oriented, yeah. you get, just take the time to study the people. You actually find out that most of their people are born out and most of their people are not happy and they are stressful. Because the way God created humans, you don't motivate a human to produce results. You don't motivate him. Mm. Yes, you, you can motivate a human being to produce result. What you can do is inspire a human. Yeah, you get me. So you find okay. in most management this and they'll tell you, okay, why don't you use money to motivate them? But you see, the motivation of money doesn't last. Because if somebody is earning, let's say, 100K, and then you want to motivate the person, you make it maybe 150. Now, the person yeah. may be motivated when you tell him, but the moment the person receives the first second, it is no longer there. It's just like banana. You get me? When you take the first banana, you are you find out that it's so sweet. Take the second. Then you begin to experience the law of diminishing returns. You, you get me? Or the yeah. law of diminishing marginal utility. You the, the taste, it's no longer as sweet as the first. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with motivation. That's why most people have to keep being motivated. But you see, inspiration is part somebody wants. That inspiration will last the person like a fuel for the rest of his life. And mm. once you inspire, what do you inspire with? You inspire people with the purpose, a purpose that is bigger than life. You, you get me? Once people yeah. know part of something that is actually bigger, that is world-changing, it inspires them every single day to wake up yeah. and get to that particular office. And when they are inspired, they feel a lot of energy. They feel energized because the people that are inspired are already motivated. So truly human leadership focuses on motivation, uh, inspiration, not motivation. And wow. motivation, most times we use carrot and sticks. So you need to have a purpose. And that particular purpose has to revolve around people. It has to be human-centered. They have to know that they are making life better for other people. You see, that is where our humanity comes out. Because when we know we're actually doing something good to another person, that humanity shines forth. And when it shines forth, you'll find out that we can actually do great things for people. 
you know now that you mentioned purpose yeah now that now that you mentioned purpose it it reminded me of uh, i think it's one of your posts i read on uh, on apple okay okay yeah on apple and it's so amazing how apple as a doesn't advertise as much as every other brand does yet they are the highest selling mobile device globally yeah uh, Steve Jobs is actually <laughs> is um, you know one of the uh, will I say the value is not really a value Apple call it they have these three things they focus on and one of it is empathy yeah you get me empathy is um, a human trait so steve jobs is an empath you you get me he developed it so he makes sure that he humanized everything apple does apple if you watch their every one of their advertisements You'll find out that the advertisement is not based on the features. No. The advertisement is actually based on the cause they are fighting. There is one that they do PC and the Mac. You, you get me? They turn PC, which is Microsoft, into... Mm-hmm. A, you get me? They were the hero. And that triggered the sale of the Mac. So he understand that I call it cost marketing. You get me? You just have a cost that is bigger, you identify a villain, then you begin to market. You show people that this particular villain is the one that is actually causing you a lot of pain. He's bringing you into a lot of danger. But I am here as the Superman, the Spider-Man to help you out. Now, everyone loves a hero. And once you position yourself in the mindset of people as a hero, you'll always be a hero to them. So we see mm-hmm. Apple as a hero. You get me? There's this there, this campaign they did uh, where they brought in the crazy ones. You, you get me? Now, that yeah. particular crazy one, you'll find out that it's all about a cause. They were identifying themselves with the cause of um Mahatma Gandhi um uh, Martin Luther King you get mm-hmm. the Mother now they were identifying themselves that see we are like these people we are pegs that doesn't fit we are people that challenge the status quo you, you get me we are like mm. you when you listen to this something stirs up inside of you and you want to be part of them so you find people who line up they are not buying the phone. They want to be part of the cause that Apple is fighting. Because wow. Apple is a hero. Apple positioned itself in their heart as a hero. But see, Steve Jobs never came out to explain this thing to people. Because wow. he understand once he does that, you, you get me, every other people mm-hmm. will will latch on it and then at the end of the day everybody is doing those advertisements nobody will apple will not have the monopoly again 
But it's actually very difficult for anyone to do it. You must make sure that you run a truly human organization, an organization that focuses on the human. So that's why anyone that comes to work in Apple, what they do is this: you must have fallen in love with a device because they know when you fall in love with a device, you fall in love with. uh they are cause and also the company so truly wow. human okay. leadership is actually something very exciting you get me you don't mm-hmm. measure success by uh okay we made uh 50 million dollars you don't measure success that way you measure measure success by your purpose and your purpose have to do with whether you want to impact people like apple's purpose is enriching lives you you get me that is their purpose so they measure success by the lives of people they've been able to enrich through the devices they design so it is quite interesting it is quite simple we need to have more companies most especially in nigeria that are actually humanized because people come to the work and uh, they leave their brain outside they leave their heart outside and they just walk in with their heart with their hands so but when you transform your leadership into truly human leadership you'll find out that the people will become more engaged and when we talk about more engaged they'll be engaged emotionally mentally and physically in the work so which means they will come to the office each day with their hearts their mind and their hands or their body you get me so that they can bring value to that particular place to ensure that your company moves forward okay 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 all right thanks very much ola um uh, our time is almost uh, running out i mean 30 minutes is just like 13 minutes to me but so let's quickly round off this particular uh, episode would we'll definitely uh, continue subsequently uh, in the short in the shortest time possible we would definitely have another conversation via this uh, podcast channel so let's just quickly talk about the truly human uh, startup academy that will be coming up in or uh, be starting up in in february what's the learning module going to be like yeah the the startup is uh, the major thing we want to do is one we want to start building businesses that are actually humanized human centered then secondly uh we look at the market space the startup space most people don't really understand what a startup is you get me so we want to take people through that a startup has a lot of uncertainty and risk so we want to take businesses so that you can reduce the the uncertainty and reduce those particular risks then at that particular point that is when you can now pivot or you can scale you you get me if you yeah. don't reduce the uncertainty and also the risk when you scale you're going to actually kill that particular business you can attract a lot of money because you can convince people but that business cannot scale because you've not tested and proven the business model and until you test and prove the business model 
then it simply means that that business is not scalable. You're still there? Hello? Yes, please. Okay, you you got me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, I I got um, something came to it. Uh, a call came in. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so please. Go what, I, what I was saying is this: we help most people to reduce the uncertainty and also minimize the risk. You get mm -hmm. me? Okay, like. I'm also a uh, Tony Lumelu Foundation mentor. Okay. Yeah. So what I do is this: I find out that most people, where even when after they get the the money, you get me. Most times, those businesses don't scale because there is a challenge with the business model. Yeah. So we want to help people build a solid business model that they can actually use to scale. And when you have done that, it is easier for you to attract funding from outside because all those particular investors are looking at is what is the risk factor? And are things uncertain? Have you reduced the uncertainty? So once that is actually done, we intend it takes about three months. And within that three months, there are hypotheses and assumptions that will be tested. You start with the product, then you get to testing that particular product until you get to a product market fit. When you have a product market fit, then you are ready to scale because at that particular point, the business model is working. Product market fit simply means the market is willing to pay you and is already paying you for that particular product that you have. Okay. So from there, okay. you cannot be wrong with it. So that is what we're doing. So from that scaling, you can actually get an accelerator. You can enter into an accelerator that can accelerate your scaling so that you attract a lot of funding. But ours is more or less like the incubation. You, you get me? You have an egg. You want to incubate that particular egg into a baby, a baby chicken that can actually begin to walk. So you have the chicken. Now, for the chicken to move on and run, you need an accelerator. So our part is, let's take you guys, you get me. We need more mm -hmm. companies in Nigeria that will be challenging the status quo, that will be challenging other businesses that have stayed long in this particular country and they are treating people badly. 
if we have startups that are not really disrupting, they are transforming the way business is done. Those older businesses will begin to take note and they will begin to change and treat people right. Okay, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks a lot, Dimeji. Uh, this is how far we can take for today on the subject of truly uh, human leadership. I am sure uh, listeners around the world, they are really, really very inspired already and they are looking forward to more episodes that will be coming up as we even dig deeper into this conversation. So uh, everybody, stay tuned and look out for the Truly Human uh, Startup Academy that will be kicking off in February and it's going to be online. And once it comes online, the uh, the links and the websites to connect and be part of that particular uh, academy will be shared as well. And I am very, very sure I will share it via this podcast for everyone to also connect. Just stay tuned. Uh, look him up, Oladimeji, on LinkedIn, and you will find all his amazing posts on value givers and the truly human leadership concept and the truly human uh, startup academy. Once again, thank you very much, Ola, for uh, obliging us with your time. And thanks thank once again to all our listeners for listening. Do have a lovely evening.